Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Radio family, good morning, happy weekend, and welcome back. Another weekend edition of Community Focus. We get things underway here on our intercom stations, and every Saturday and Sunday mornings, your fine company thanking you not only for the good things you're doing in our communities continually, especially in the present times with which we're living in, but to also say thanks to, of course, members of our Community Focus family who join me, Renee Vaughn, on a regular basis. And the gentleman I'm about to introduce really has never been a stranger to our radio family, and that is in one Eric Leggett. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? And welcome back. I'm tired, but I'm okay. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Well, I guess we can say, or I can say to you, it, it was worth the trip, no doubt. Yes, it was. Thank you. Oh, you're so, so welcome and and glad that that everything and everybody in the family is doing well. Well, Eric, Mm -hmm. I always look forward to engaging with conversation with you. We really talk on various subject matters, but this will be, I think, a first, particularly the information that's about to be shared with members of our community focused family and just our radio family in general. Now, many, of course, are very familiar with you through your 20 years of dedicated service providing assistance for both fathers and mothers through your organization Fathers with Voices. You also happen to be the author of three published books, including the one that we're about to go over this morning in our discussion or conversation here on Community Focus. You've been on several national media programs, including the Steve Harvey Morning Show, which many of our listeners are also familiar with. And you've also conducted workshops at several colleges and universities. So you certainly have some expertise in our subject matter this morning. And I wanted to get our listeners also uh, engaged as far as tuning in to what we're about to discuss. And speaking of your book, it's simply called 10 Warning Signs. Is your date a deadbeat or deadly? And it's particularly focusing on a very important topic matter that usually people either hear about or get into discussion during a particular time. You know, every month is national so-and-so month. And when we think about or hear about domestic violence, typically the month of October is dedicated to having that discussion. But the reality of it is, Eric, domestic violence happens every day. Every day. And it's a conversation that really needs to be taking place every day because there are so many persons. I really don't like 
necessarily to use the word victim, even though mm-hmm. that's the situation a person finds themselves in, because there are survivors of domestic violence, thankfully. Right. Sadly, right. there are those who lose their lives over the violence in a relationship. Right. But I wanted to just thank you for really focusing on a topic that really is something that's personal to, to your heart. It's something that, that touches your heart, reaches to you so that mm-hmm. you can reach out to others and be that voice for individuals who feel that they have no voice. Right, right. And, and, and you know, that's just been my history over the past 20 years is to kind of give a voice to the voiceless. But mm-hmm. in this particular, in this particular um, situation, it's, it's more or less prevention, right. being able to see something that I've come across and say to women that are out there actively single and dating, you might want to watch out for this population of men and uh, especially before you become intimate, mm-hmm. uh, because there is a population of women that have and continue to lose their lives um, in situations that have to do with parenting, that has to do with being involved in these different types of child support and custody related cases. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And right. I was noticing, and to, first of all, thank you for my personal copy. And we were just talking about this before I cracked the mic open for us to mm-hmm. begin our conversation this morning. How much information is in this book? Because typically most people, when you say the word book, I, mm-hmm. you know, I can't speak directly for the individual, but let me use myself for an example. If you were to say to me, well, Renee, I want to give you this book. The first thing that would come to my mind is, oh, I'm going to have to sit down and read something that's over one to 200 pages in length. Right. Which, you know, even though we are in the middle of a major pandemic and I likely would have the time to do it because I'm I'm not out frolicking in in many places like I typically used to do before this pandemic hit. But I think because we live in such an electronic age where and especially I think when we look at the millennials and the generation Xers and the generation of of kids that are here now, you and I are from the old school in which, yeah, we sat down and and, and read a good book. And there are likely those that are still out there that don't mind going through because for them, they can breeze through a couple of hundred pages. No problem. Right, right, right. But you have so much information that you were able to compact into really a book that someone can sit down and literally finish, I would say, probably two hours or less tops. Right. And that was deliberate. Yeah. Because I I, I wanted to get to the point very quickly, mm-hmm. keep people's mind engaged into what, because what, 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 I'm experiencing right now is, and I keep experiencing this in my life. When you read my book, you, you're introduced to a term called deadbeat dad potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, DBDP. That means those are men who show signs of possibly walking away once they find out they are about to become a father. Right. 
And because of that term, I wanted to be very strategic and I wanted to be very deliberate and not not become too wordy and extended because mm-hmm. it is a it is a new it is a new term. Right. But it's a term that I wanted single dating women to really grasp and take into their mind and say, Okay, this is something that I have to pay attention to and then when you say about the data I wanted to put the data in there to say, okay, the reason why I'm writing this book is because there are single mothers that have lost their lives to men who basically um, lost it yeah. and, 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 and murdered them because they were involved in a child support or custody related case. So it was very, it was very intentional for this book to be very, very short. And let me and let me add to that to say, number one, Eric, that you totally succeeded in that, because as I was reading it and going from chapter to chapter, I was like, I had to continue reading because the information that I was taking in and all the points that you were making were just so spot on. It was like if I put this down, you know, it's it's like I feel like I'd be missing out on something if I just didn't continually read it. So kudos to you and that accomplishment. And one thing that I really appreciate that I must share with with our listeners this morning, and and this is found in the preface at the beginning of your book, you said that you would be irresponsible as a service provider if you didn't share this information with individuals. I would. I would be irresponsible because the way way things happened, Renee, was – they happened simultaneously. I started running into a lot of articles about women that were being murdered by their children's fathers while they were involved in custody and child support disputes. Right. And then at the same time, I started running into a group of men who were calling my program. And, and basically, I give you a, a perfect example. They would contact my program and make a statement like, well, I'm caught in this situation. The, you know, the woman I'm dating is pregnant, but I told her when we started dating, I didn't want any children. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to get women to understand is, is that you have men that look at it like this. That's my disclaimer. When I tell you in the beginning of our relationship that I didn't want any children. Right. I'm letting you know that if I get you pregnant, I'm not responsible Mm -hmm. if you decide to have this child. I mean, do you hear how disturbing that is? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very, very disturbing. I, I, in the book, I share actual news reports Mm -hmm. of women, of single mothers that lost their lives. I'll share one that's in the book sure. where, where there was the father who drove from Texas to California. Yes. And you know what, before you, well, finish your story and, and then I'll, I'll, I'll add some feedback after you're done. Go right ahead. Okay. He drove from Texas to California. When he gets to the mother of his three children's job, mm-hmm. he shoots her in the head and he kills her yeah. in front of all of her coworkers. That's and when you scroll horrible. down to the article, the bottom of the article, it said, mm-hmm. He felt he was paying too much in child support. That was okay. his reasoning. Mm-hmm. 
And that was his reasoning. And that's why single dating women should be concerned because there is a mindset that a population of men have. Some men, not all. Right. Some men have. Yes. They need to know that they exist because if you if they were to become pregnant by these men, it's not so much that he doesn't want to take he doesn't want to take our responsibility, but let's go to the next phase, mm-hmm. which would be she goes to court for child support. A lot of the women that have lost their lives based on my research in these situations, they lost their lives. They were involved in child support cases right? where I guess men felt like, okay, you know, I can't live. You're taking too much money out of my paycheck, so on and so forth. And then it turns into violence. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said in the, in the beginning of the book, I would be irresponsible as a service provider if I did not share this information with women and say, okay, there is a population of men who think this way. Let's find out what these warning signs are. Exactly. Pay attention to them before you become intimate. Take that information and say, okay, this is not right for me. It's not the right way for me to go. And Eric, to get back to the story that you were mentioning about that one father who made that trek. The mm-hmm. first thing when, when I read it from Texas to California, I did a little calculating on this. That's driving at least through three to four states. Mm-hmm. Mileage is between 1,600 and 2,000 to 100 miles that this father drove drove to do the most horrific act that one can think of because mm-hmm. he no longer wanted to pay child support. And I'm thinking, you know, in my mind, most people don't wake up and just on an urge or just out of the blue decide to do this. This had to be a man or an individual that had to strategically plan this. Like this had been simmering in the back of his mind for who knows how many weeks, how many months, how many Mm -hmm. years before he decided he was going to carry out that action. But let's take it to a step. Not to cut you off. No, 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 not at all. Let's take it a step higher. Yeah. When I get upset, one of the things that that calms me down is I'll get in my car and I'll just drive Mm -hmm. the window. Um, especially in the summertime. Right. I think a lot of us have done that. Mm-hmm. Right. That calms me down. Do you know how angry this man had to be? Exactly. Miles mm-hmm. Yeah. And still maintain that level of anger. Anger. Exactly. Okay. So that's something that that man that has been festering in that man had to be for years. Mm-hmm. For him to still carry that out. Out, exactly. A long drive like that. Yeah. So, you know, um, I I just wanted women to understand that there's a new population of men that they have to now be concerned about. And I'm just trying to create awareness Mm -hmm. to to, to this population of men. 
And Eric, I thank you for that, because that's a key word that I want us to continue to focus on with part two of our conversation. Again, it is 10 warning signs. Is your date a deadbeat or deadly? By author and activist and consultant, Eric Leggett. Family, it's always good to have you on the program. Please stick around so we can have more of this conversation. Sure. Thank you very much. And to thank you, Radio Family, for your company as well. Indeed, we will be back for the second half. You are listening to the Weekend Edition of Community Focus, and we will return right after this. It's more the Weekend Edition of Community Focus. We do return thanking you, Radio Family, if you've been with us since the beginning of this public affairs program that you can hear Saturday and Sunday mornings on our intercom stations. But again, I equally thank members of our Community Focus family, and that includes you, Eric. Thank you for returning with me, Renee Vaughn. We continue in our much-needed conversation. Ten warning signs. Is your date a deadbeat or deadly? And Eric, this book not only particularly focuses on single moms and really the dating scene, especially when we include intimacy into the equation of a relationship, but I think it's equally important that we also, and hopefully, in having as many young people who tune into our public affairs program, we really want to shine, if you will, for for lack of a, of a better term, uh, the spotlight on many of our young people. Because that's typically where, you know, the dating scene kind of begins for, for a lot of us. And in, in fact, as we do continue in conversation, this was one thing that I really wanted to get your feedback on. I thought you were just so spot on this, especially when you make the comparison between a boy and a man. You say a boy blames others. A man accepts responsibility. A boy runs from adversity. A man faces adversity head on. A boy lives day by day. A man develops a plan for the future. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and I and I and I wanted women to understand, and that was the setup of the book because you had adult men contacting my program, and right. again, the mission of my program is actually helping fathers to remain connected to their sons and daughters after separation and divorce. Exactly. But you had a population of men that were contacting my program asking me basically to help them get out of a, a situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is that is the action of a boy. Because again, a, a man accepts responsibilities for his actions. A boy does not, and not only that, will blame the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like when I used to be a teacher in elementary school. Right. What I talked about it is that you're working around kids who are being who they are. Yeah. They're being kids, and especially with little boys, it, I found it to be very funny because you you know their thing is it's his fault, it's her fault, mm-hmm. it's their fault, and you have to constantly you know with boys constantly teach them as they continue to to grow up that it's like no you have to accept responsibility for your actions and um in the book there's a chapter called 30 going on 15 yes (laughs) that was an interesting chapter yes but spot on there too Mm -hmm. right so you have a lot of men who are if you watch their mannerisms 
and you watch how they carry themselves, they might be 30 years old, mm-hmm. but their actions and their words is 15. So right. you have to ask yourself as a woman, is this a man who I want to become intimate with? Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's what all these chapters, the chapters in the book is about. The underlying question is, okay, are these men the type of men that I would want to become intimate with, with these types of signs they're showing me? And thank you for touching on that, too, because... And, and hopefully for, for the sake of time, because we're just a few minutes early into the second half, which is a good thing. But I really appreciate how you broke these chapters down, especially in terms of how you titled the chapter. There's one that was really, really deep. Uh, Eric, you go into basically it talks about no relationship with his father. And there are many men walking around that had little or no father involvement in their lives. They have no frame of reference as to their emotional importance as a parent. And often when a man disconnects when a woman becomes pregnant, they do so because they see no importance in their presence as a father. No. It's, it's the old saying of you can't give to some, give someone something you never had. Exactly. But I also, but I also wanted to, to put the point in that same chapter. Mm-hmm. There's... There are a lot of men that actually use that as motivation, not to walk away. Right. They want to give to their son or daughter what they never had. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like a crapshoot. And again, do you want to play? And I hate to to be you know this this um, morbid about things. Do you want to play Russian roulette? Yeah. With your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. You know, I've been doing this parental conflicts, baby mama, baby daddy drama for a long time. Right. And I have seen the absolute worst of it. And that's the reason why I said, okay, you know, Eric, this is your opportunity to use your experience to prevent people from getting hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and that's and, and it's and it was perfect because I have daughters. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the other motivation, mm-hmm. motivational factor, because I don't want. I, I really, I pray that none of them will ever go in and get involved in a domestic violence relationship. Mm-hmm. And that was another motivational factor for me writing this book. And I think an important one, too, Eric, because I'm sure for our our fathers who are listening and our dads who are tuning in, they have that that exact same hope as you do for those Mm -hmm. fathers who have either a daughter or like you have only daughters as far as their children are concerned. And so the importance of of this book and again, the awareness, which. I appreciate you bringing to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Here's another uh, chapter. Speaking of, you you were mentioning 30 going on 15. I really thought it interesting, the one that you talked about, the chapter before it, which is called No Plan for the Future. 
And this was really interesting to me, Eric, and I really want to get your feedback as I as I share the information with with our listening audience, our family this morning. He has everything you are attracted to in a man. So this is the checklist. Nice body. Check. Has his own teeth. Though that is important. That is important. But also one who has good credit. Stable job. Check. Has a nice smile. He smells good. He called you the same day you exchanged numbers instead of the normal game playing and dating of waiting days to call. That's likely checked off on someone's mm-hmm. list. He arrived on time for your date. He picked out a nice place to eat dinner. Check. Now here it's where we get to the conversation where here the person starts sharing their plans your career plans, your personal plans, fitness, etc. You wait anxiously for him to share his and you hear those words, quote, I am taking it day by day, end quote. But it's it's what you say after that, Eric, that really caught my attention and got me to thinking on this. A man with no vision is a man you stay away from. If he has no plans for his own future, what kind of dad would he be for your child if you became pregnant? A good dad is always planning because he understands his life is not his own anymore. So he basically lives for the child and is constantly trying to create the best life possible for that child. Yes. And that's what I mean. These, it's, it's again, it's the warning sign. Yeah, yeah. It's just paying attention. It's listening. Um, you know, the reason why I started that chapter out a lot of, and 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 this is not a judgment against anyone. Mm-hmm. It's just human nature. We're, we're men are visual creatures. Women are more analytical, but they mm-hmm. women can also some women can also be very visual too. Right. So when I am saying to the woman in this book, it's like, okay, he has everything that you were looking for as far as physically. Right. That's where you have to really focus and turn yourself off and listen mm-hmm. and pay attention to what he what what he is saying as opposed to what he looks like because the the stakes are too high mm-hmm. you know people I mean, women are losing their lives exactly and and I'm hoping that this book would be the springboard to something bigger where um I I I actually Renee would like to to train domestic violence counselors and things of that nature mm-hmm. in this particular genre. Right. So that's the thing that I'm calling into existence because it is a unique population of men we're talking about. Exactly. And another thing, too, that we alluded to earlier, the focus, particularly, Eric, is reaching out to a lot of our younger ones, our young women who are listening to the program, because this was another thing that I appreciated you sharing in your book. I wanted to go over at least a touch a little bit on, and we may not get to every single one of them, but the, some of the statistics that, that you wrote about and printed in your book, starting with every nine seconds, just nine seconds in the United States alone, a woman is assaulted or beaten. 
around the world, it's at least one in every three women who's been beaten, coerced into sex or otherwise abused during her lifetime. And most often, the abuser is a member of her own family. Mm-hmm. Studies suggest that up to 10 million children witness some form of domestic violence annually. And here is speaking of the point of speaking with or speaking to young persons listening in. Nearly one in five teenage girls who have been in a relationship said a boyfriend threatened violence or self-harm if presented with a breakup. Now, here's something that I found very interesting that I never really correlated between domestic violence, which victims lose nearly eight million days, Eric, of paid work per year in the United States alone, equivalent to that of 32,000 full time jobs. Isn't that something? Yeah. Isn't that something? It is. And, and 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 even more than that, between the age of sixteen to twenty-four, mm-hmm. they experience the highest rate of intimate partner relations of partner violence. Right. Forty-three um, percent of dating college women reported experiencing violent and abusive dating dating behaviors. Wow. So this thing is reaching our teenagers. Exactly. Okay. It's reaching our teenagers leading into their their mid-20s, like 24 and 25 years old. So I'm trying to really get my book on college campuses. I'm trying to get it, you know, in, in, in some of these uh, uh, sororities because this is the type of information that really needs that this population of young women need mm-hmm. and, and have that understanding that you know dating can cost you your life yeah and I, I just want to make this final point um there's another book that I wrote years ago that hasn't come out and okay. it's written for uh, single dating men and women mm-hmm. and what that book had me do is I researched different cultures okay, different races in terms of their approach to dating right and what I found out is that America is the Americans from what I research are the is the only country that do not date with a purpose wow I never thought of it like that. In the Jewish culture, mm-hmm. they date, for example, they date with the culture. In other words, when they go out on a date, they go, they don't go to the movies like most Americans do. Right. They go and sit down somewhere for three hours. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about things like religion. Mm-hmm. They're talking about things like, okay, how many children they would want parenting styles mm-hmm. how would they want to discipline their children um, future goals it, it's a, it, these are what I call GPQs these are grown people questions right grown people topics exactly and when, when they get up from that table mm-hmm. if their lives are not aligned in those areas mm-hmm. 
they walk away from each other. Yeah. You know what that puts me in the mind of, too, uh, Eric, and especially for, I think, for us as as a slightly older generation from from our younger ones. There are many cultures that even to this very day still have arranged marriages in which Mm -hmm. if if they have a son or daughter Mm -hmm. that that plans to either date and especially if they have plans to get married. They would prefer, like you said, that individual to either predominantly be within the same culture as that individual wants to get married. Or just like you said, and we're spot on with that as well, have those those grown people questions, those future goals that indicates that this person is very serious about spending the rest of their lives with that individual. They eventually plan to marry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And it's and, and when you when you have that mindset, you don't realize how much you're removing yourself from a lot of different negative uh situations. Mm-hmm. When you are out there dating with the purpose of A, B, C or D, whatever. Right. You know. Um so I, I just wanted to it's very important for me to find a way to have my book reach the hands of those between the ages of 16 and 25. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, when, and when you think of that particular uh, age range or, or age group, Eric, that's a large influx that just lives in our immediate area alone. Can, oh, can you imagine exactly. across the country nationally how many young persons fit that particular age group and then take it even further. Think about how many people in that group that live around the world, around the globe, how many mm-hmm. are in that group? It's, it's, it's a lot, Renee. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, and again, I have a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about this the last time we was on the show about um, we was talking about the different race issues with the right. you know the issues with the police and mm-hmm. with with you know family members who have sons and, and nephews. We all had that talk on how to behave when you're pulled over. Yeah, I have had to had the conversations with my daughters how to break up with these young men when they want to end the relationship. Right. Because the majority of the, 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 the reports I've read for their age group between 17 and 25, mm-hmm. when these relationships end and the woman says, the young lady says, okay, I don't want to see you anymore. These young men are turning around and they're murdering right. these young ladies yeah. because they feel rejected. Mm-hmm. So I literally have been teaching my daughters from the time they were 11 and 12 years old. When you get a boyfriend, so on and so forth, this is what you say if you don't want to see them anymore. Right. It's a reality. It is. It's a reality. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, I thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely, because... Mm-hmm. Erica, another thing, too, I think it is of importance to, to share with, with our radio family when we think about or just engaging in, in anything as, as serious of a topic as domestic violence is, 
it's it's really with likely most conversations, it's going to be uncomfortable. This isn't a subject that people feel very comfortable about talking But we need to have conversations like this. We as a community, we as family members, we as friends, we as people who have a sincere love and a nurturing spirit for another individual, we need the educational side of this so that we too can be aware of those warning signs because we may, Eric, be related to someone who's going through this and have no idea that this is happening. Because we don't, we're not familiar with the clues. We're not familiar with the signs. And so really this book isn't just for single women and mothers who are dating or who are in very toxic relationships. I think this book is for everybody. It should be for all of us so that we have a better understanding of why there is such an increase when we talk about domestic violence and you make such a, a an excellent point within your book that when we when we think about domestic violence it isn't just from the physical standpoint because it's it's one it's drama that impacts your life not only physically but think about how it impacts a person financially mm-hmm. and equally, if not more so, emotionally. Because mm-hmm. even if you are able to get away from this person, the mm-hmm. emotional damage is still lasting. It's still going to be there because right. it leaves just as if a physical scar leaves its mark. There's no doubt that the emotional scars could be there yeah. for, for, for a long period of time as well. You're right. You're right. And, and, and it just covers so much as far as the emotional toll it mm-hmm. takes and the physical toll uh, it also takes. And again, it's about prevention. And um, I'm working on a social media campaign now mm-hmm. to reach out to the younger generation and get their attention. Yeah. Um, so they will be willing to, you know, take this information and 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 just take the information and and use it and pay attention to it, so they won't get involved with it. Absolutely, I tell you what, Eric, let's do this. Let's let's help for for our younger generation who are just as as brilliant as the generation before them let, let's let's bring them back into the old school way what's the old school way for starters and not just for the young generation but really ser- and seriously for all of us listening what's the best way to get in contact with you directly for someone who really does need a voice they need an individual to talk to to reach out and to feel that here's my story and I just have to share it with someone. How do they reach out to you? Well, they can reach out to me by, by contacting me at, at fathers with an S with voices at gmail.com. Okay. They can shoot me an email. Um, I have a landing, what they call a landing page for my book. It gives information about the book and where to order it. And it's um, 10warningsigns.net. And um, I'm I'm working with a wonderful company that believes in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it's a partnership. And basically, whoever purchases the book 
you know, all that information is on my warning on my my warning page. It's on my landing page. Okay. Very and good. um I just wanted to do something to give back to people who decided to support me. Yeah. And to just say thank you, Eric, for what you continue to do to support us as as a community. Mm-hmm. And Thank to, you. oh, you're welcome. You know, in all the years that we have known each other and especially to have had a platform such as a public affairs program to do it. I, I just I just thank you, brother, because you have such a caring and loving heart for for others. And especially on this particular subject matter, as we talked about being that voice for the voiceless. And it's really imperative to stress that for anyone who is dealing with domestic violence currently in this situation, even if you have been able to get away from your abuser, please seek some sort of help. If it doesn't come from Eric Leggett, please reach out to a family member. Just basically reach out to somebody that you trust, that you feel comfortable and confident enough to say, I need help. That should never, ever for anybody, no one should ever, ever feel uncomfortable about receiving help. No. But we just have to make sure it comes from somebody that Mm -hmm. we trust and someone that we can confide in. Exactly. And don't isolate yourself. Exactly. So true. That's what I share with my daughters. If you get in that situation... You know, tell tell you know us, your parents. Exactly. Talk to your, talk to your friends. Don't just keep it to yourself. To yourself, yeah. And suffer in silence. Exactly. Talk to someone you trust. Right. Talk to someone you trust. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Eric. As always, you know, with me, there are never any goodbyes. So I'm looking forward to the next time that we engage in really needed conversations such as this. So please, my brother, keep continue doing what you're doing to help the community. Thank you. Thank you again for the opportunity and peace and blessings. And and please stay safe and out here in all this this madness. Absolutely. Yes, we, we need it. We need each other. Absolutely. So what a great way to end the program. Thank you for that indeed. And Radio Family, thank you for your company. As Eric said, please continue to stay safe. We still have a coronavirus. But especially just stay safe in in other areas as well, as we really do appreciate your company. And thank you for the good things you're doing in our communities. You keep up that great work as well. Bringing to a close another weekend edition of Community Focus. Indeed, until that next time, take care, stay safe, and we'll have another great conversation again soon. Take care. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.